The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. So this week, the entire world was gripped by the news of four young children who survived a harrowing experience in a jungle for 40 days. In the Parsha, when we read about spies not surviving and losing their optimism and faith over 40 days, it was a fascinating contrast to read the story of these little kids, a 13-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 4-year-old, and an 11-month-old baby in the Amazon Colombian jungle for 40 days, May 1 till June 9th. I want to tell you this story if you haven't read it, because I feel the Baal Shem Tev used to say that everything a person sees or hears can transform a life. Everything is a lesson. And as I was reading the story this morning, I was moved by such profound lessons for our lives, for our children's lives, for our lives as parents, as friends, as spouses, as pedagogues, as human beings, and as Jews. So the story begins May 1st, early morning. There's a family, a mother and four children, together with another few, four adults, another two adults, who are flying. The plane crashes. It takes 16 days for rescuers to find the wreckage of the plane, and they find three adults dead, the mother and the two other adults. But four children are gone. They could see the imprint of footsteps, of baby footsteps. They see a baby bottle. They see some other remnants of babies, so they know that there are children, but they're not to be found. Naturally, they would assume if three adults were killed, certainly the children were killed, but there was no evidence for that. So they begin to search for these four children. It takes them 40 days to find them. They found them last Friday, last Arab Shabbos, June 9th, thin, hungry, but alive, very much alive. They couldn't land helicopters in the jungle because there's no place to land, so they had to airlift child by child and transport them to a hospital where they are still today, recovering from the experience. As the oldest girl, 13 years old, her name is Leslie, shared on a video, her mother lived four days after the crash. Wounded right near the plane, her mother was alive and they wanted to stay with the mother. The mother, who realized she won't be able to survive if nobody finds her, instructed her children to leave her, to go find refuge for themselves, because if they remain there, they too will die. They listened to their mother, and they left. Four days later, she passed away, and these four kids had to fend for themselves. Leslie is 13. Then you have Solani is 9. You have T and 4, and you have Christine, 11 months who was obviously nursing and had to be carried by oldest sister, by Leslie, who's 13 years old. They were asking the children how they survived, what they did. They had a little farina, a little kasha on the airplane. They had some fruits, but that was finished fast. But knowing the forest, knowing the jungle, they lived off seeds for 40 days and some fruits that were growing. Luckily, this time of the year, June, is the time of harvest. Hayomim yemei. Bikure Anovim. So they lived. She took a flashlight. She took hiking gear. She took protective gear. This is a jungle where it rains 16 hours a day. 
It's a real jungle. Adults would have a hard time surviving. Westerners, <laughs> if the sushi doesn't come on time, we know what Gedalia has to deal with. The tea room doesn't have almond milk. It doesn't, by the way. It doesn't. I'm already miserable. After Tayamah, there's no almond milk in the tea room. We know the emotional crisis. That's why we have Rip Shimon Russell here. Wow. And some others, some other highly trained therapists. So imagine a 13, 9, 4, and 11-month-old baby surviving these 40 days. They stayed near waters. They would always have access to water. They protected each other. They knew how to create makeshift tents to survive danger, harm, and rain. They knew how to eat in a way that they would be able to nourish their emaciated bodies that didn't have any real nourishing food. And they knew how to support each other psychologically, emotionally, and of course, physically, practically. Planes flew by and threw down packages of food. They had loudspeakers with a voice note from their grandmother speaking to the children in the jungle and saying, just stay together. You're going to be fine. You're going to get out of this. They came twice to places very close to them, but they couldn't find them. This is a jungle that is so filled with growth of all types, and the darkness and the density of it simply makes it impossible to land anything and to find people. And yet, after 40 days, around three miles away from where the crash happened, the four children were Baruch Hashem found and found alive. Now, another miracle that happened was the villagers who live in the area, they are the experts, but they simply didn't have the technology or the ability to achieve such a feat. So the army joined them. For these two groups to join together in Colombia is quite miraculous in its own right. But that joint effort of this team allowed them, and you had hundreds and hundreds of volunteers from the army and from the villagers and the foragers trying to rescue these children. Between dogs, 150 soldiers, and many hikers and villagers and foragers, they ended up finding these poor children. I was thinking about this story, and I thought to myself, wow, there's a very, very deep lesson here. And I was asking, what did it take for these kids to survive? And I realized it was three things, or so the experts were explaining. The first thing is, their mother empowered them and believed that they could make it. Their mother told them, I won't make it. But if you kids take care of each other, and you go do what you have to do, you will survive. They had faith that they'll be able to endure these horrific circumstances. They believed that they can do it. They knew it would be hard. But they had certain conviction, what we would call an amuna. They had a very deep-seated, profound, ingrained notion that, yes, we will get through this. They did not leave their mother in this endless despair. We're just doomed to die. They believed if they work hard, they're going to make it. That was number one. But that wasn't enough. The second thing is, because they lived not far they knew the forest. They understood the terrain. They knew what jungle life is like. They knew what is destructive and what is constructive. They knew what you can eat and what may be poisonous and venomous and you can't eat. They knew which seeds will be absorbed in a body and other plants that may harm a body. They also had immunity 
from years in the fo- around it, they had immunity to many of the hazards that are prevalent in these jungles. But their first-hand knowledge to the lore of the forests, to the stories, to the experiences, to the climate, to the environment, to the structure, to the terrain, gave them an opportunity to be able to navigate this almost impossible feat, never mind with a third, with a nine, with an 11 month old baby who was just abrupted and her nursing was just interrupted so brutally and so sadly when they had to literally carry during their journeys in this jungle. But that also wasn't enough. The third component was they had support. If these siblings were on their own, I don't know what would have happened. They supported each other. The 13-year-old was only 13, but she could support the 9-year-old, the 4-year-old, and of course, the 11-month-old. The fact that they were a team, they were family, and they knew they were family. And everyone knew that without the other, there was no way they could survive this darkness, this horror. That allowed them to make it through, and last week, they were all saved. There's a journey, and everybody is on a journey. And it's a journey which sometimes feels like and may indeed be a journey through a jungle and through a dangerous jungle and through a chaotic jungle. There's a lot of pain, a lot of darkness and a lot of confusion and a lot of despair. Some of you have even seen the wreckage of crashes. You've seen death or something that's close to death or spiritual death or emotional death or even physical death. These little kinderlachs survived and they did it three ways. The first one is. They didn't doubt that they can get through it. There's a great, great line in English. It comes from somebody who I don't, I don't like to quote. His name is Henry Ford. And he said, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're probably right. If you believe you can't, you're right. And if you believe you can, you're also right. It's how some of Farsham explain why the spies, indeed, and the generation of the spies could not go into the Holy Land. Because if you believe you can't, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I really believe I can't, then I really can't. I don't have that ability. What these kids had, what their mother gave them was that conviction that despite her own journey, sad journey and end, they will be able to live. They will be able to emerge, maybe scathed, but whole, alive, vibrant. What our children need more than anything else are such mothers and such fathers who believe in them when maybe so many others stop believing in them, who believe in them when they may not believe in themselves. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.